0: Calling all detectives. You'd think a private detective sees enough of crime. But I once went out looking for murder. That is the situation on this page for my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. It doesn't take a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, to realize that everything is relative. The telegram was from the little town of Pendleton, and it said, I'm coming to spend a few days with you. Save your big cases until I arrive. Signed, Enoch Browning. (laughs) It was just like Uncle Enoch, a man who never bothered with details, such as when he'd be arriving, at what station, or the possibility that I might be busy. Jerry, put away your gadgets. Kiss and kin come a call in. I grinned. Uncle Enoch, I just got your wire this minute. Come on in. Uncle Enoch Browning came in, plumped his old-fashioned telescope suitcase on my desk. No crooks in the closet either, Jerry. (laughs) The detecting business is a bit slow right now. There's nobody here but us Brownings. Oh, you mean nobody took a shot at you today? Nary-a-one, Uncle. But I will take you out and buy you some dinner. Dinner be hanged. I come to town for excitement. Jerry, let's go out and dig you up a murder. When my Uncle Enoch arrived from Pendleton, he wanted me to serve him up a nice, fresh murder. The best I could offer him was a behind-the-scenes tour of the Police Homicide Bureau. You call this a crime bureau? Why, those men are playing pinochle. I shrugged and looked apologetic. I guess it's slow all over, Uncle. Before he could make any more cracks, I steered him into Lieutenant Dawson's office. When Enoch demanded a murder to help solve, Dawson grinned. Ain't enough crime to go around, sir. Your nephew solves them before they get real started. Dawson winked at me, and Uncle Enoch snorted. <laughs> Lieutenant Dawson, where at your place your underworld hangs out at? Well, Mr. Browning, you couldn't do better than the Purple Slipper. I groaned. The Purple Slipper was a flossy nightclub where larceny ran high but was confined to the check. Uncle Enoch didn't realize that Dawson was kidding, insisted on going to the club at once. Dawson egged him on, finally added, You two go on and I'll join you later. So, there we were, in the middle of the crush at the purple slipper. I slipped Charlie, the head waiter, five dollars. He palmed it fast and in two minutes had a table for us. I told Charlie to leave an extra chair at the table for a late arrival. Charlie just glared at me and stalked off. I stared after him. Wonder what's biting him. He's mortified because I caught him, low-down crook. Thought he could get away with picking your pocket. Here's your $5 bill back. I plucked it from his Steven fingers. Oh, no. Unc, order yourself a drink. I'll be right back. I found Charlie, spraughting things out with him at the expense of still another five-dollar bill. Told him that I was expecting Dawson. Then I went on back to our table, found a tall glass of lemonade there, but no Uncle Enoch. I finally found him in Big Mike Hardock's private office. Uncle Enoch was sitting next to a youngster I recognized as Winthrop Walker the Third, a kid with a lot of dollars and no sense. Walker and Big Mike, who owned the Purple Slipper, were playing casino. Uncle Enoch was kibitzing. I swallowed hard. What are you doing in here, Uncle Enoch? This is a private game. What's private about casino. It's a game for children. Big Mike grunted. Not at five grand a hand, it ain't. He glanced at me briefly. If this character belongs to you, Browning, get him out of here. Winthrop Walker shook his head. He stays. He's bringing me luck. Walker was right. Except that he didn't say what kind of luck. Because on the next deal, as Big Mike shuffled the cards... Mike, you just slipped a ten of diamonds up your sleeve. You've been cheating right along, and I won't pay off. Walker grabbed at Big Mike's arm. There was a scuffle. And a moment later... You see, Jerry? This is a den of murderers. Arrest that man. Why don't you arrest him? It was a good question. Especially with Big Mike's gun pointing at me. Well, uh, you and I... Better be going, Uncle Enoch. Sit down. Nobody's going no place. We ain't as scared of you, mister. Our friend Lieutenant Dawson's coming here first, and if he don't find us, you'll be in trouble. That did it. Big Mike phoned outside, talked to Charlie, confirmed that we really were expecting Dawson. Browning, you're going back to your table with the old gent. When Dawson comes, get rid of him. After that, we'll do whatever needs doing. With two of Big Mike's gun-toting bouncers to back up his orders, I had no choice except to obey. They took us back to our table and then stood over us. Uncle Enoch took a big drink of his lemonade, looked around with enjoyment. At last, he was having fun. Then I got an idea. Uh, let me taste that lemonade, Uncle Enoch. Big Mike's boys didn't say anything as I took the glass. When I fumbled and dropped a match into it, they just sneered at my nervousness. I fished out the match, then started fooling with a cigarette. Long about then, Dawson came in. Hello, Jerry, Mr. Browning. Catch any criminals yet? Bouncers moved in on us. I smiled at Dawson. Uh, Uncle Enoch and I have a special date, and you are not included, Dawson, so run along. Dawson looked hurt and protested. Finally said, "Okay, if you don't want my company. He got up from the table. I picked up the cigarette. Uh, Here, Dawson, smoke this for old time's sake. Outside. Dawson stared at me and took the cigarette and stalked out. One of the bouncers tapped my shoulder. You did that okay. Now let's go for a ride. I got up slowly. I wanted to make that last mile last as long as possible. My one chance was that Dawson would smoke the cigarette as instructed. The bouncers herded us outside to the lobby, and then it happened. (laughs) Dawson was standing in the lobby and firing his gun at the ceiling. Don't anybody move. The place is surrounding. Well, that's all there was to it. The police got Big Mike, and Uncle Enoch was a hero. But it was Dawson who sent out the riot call after he lit that cigarette and read my one-word message on it. Help. I dipped a match into the lemonade and written the word on the cigarette paper. Lemon juice is a wonderful invisible ink and it shows up as brown writing when the paper is heated. Like I said, no matter what odds are against you, if you act slow and think fast, you can even make a killer holler uncle. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective.